Seahawks fans, wherever you may be. Welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Hey, Seahawks fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alfstead, sitting down with Keith Myers. Fun show today, Keith. We're doing an all-NFC West uh, team show today, and we're focusing on just first team. Uh, we've got a you know a few peripheral uh, players to talk about, as well as, as usual, we'll, we'll come up with a few names that we disagree on, so I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about lots of players today. Uh, welcome in, man. Yeah, um, this will be a fun show. We'll see how how well we do it at actually coming up with a first team all NFC West. Um, it's got a couple of weak say, points. And it's got a couple does. of strengths too. You know, as far as the entire league is concerned, there's a couple of positions of strength, and there's a, a couple of positions where I'm like, um, yeah, okay, I'll I'll just choose that guy by default, and that'll yeah. be it. Yeah. Yep. Um, I found the offensive line to be um, to be one of those where this is not right. a great not a great Sunday. offensive line division and um, yeah we'll just well, let's go through it and, and uh, see where we're going so yeah uh, where do you want to start I think I'm gonna start with the offensive line actually okay I'm and start right in the center because um, this one's just easy there's really no great choices here uh, but Rodney yeah. Hudson from the Cardinals uh, Alex Max. Uh, uh, Mac retired uh, this offseason uh, with San Francisco, so the, the the competition was really between those two. And Rodney Hudson now has it in hand, and there's no other really viable oper- you know uh, players uh, other than that to to choose from. At least that's from my perspective. No, I'm with you on that. I mean, the only other it was be either him or Allen, and um, yeah, it's really just him. It's it's Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, really, right. Um, all right, so <laughs> that was easy. Um, and then the guards. I mean, there's there's a little bit of a conversation on the guards too, but completely honestly, not really. Um, go ahead. Yeah, Justin Pugh um, on one side and and Gabe Jackson on the other. Okay. Really, I mean, they're. That's and what you I've can got make is- an argument for for Damian Lewis um, with the with the Seahawks. Um, a year on, ago, on I would have said side. that, but last year he was injured so much, his play dropped off. Now, if he comes back, stays healthy, and is back to what he was a year ago, then absolutely he would um, be in that conversation. But yeah, I actually did have uh, Gabe Jackson and Damian Lewis as my two guards, and then Justin Pugh as my honorable mention, just because I thought the same. Justin Pugh's yeah. play last year kind of dropped off a little bit, but a couple of years prior to that, it was elevated. So. I mean, mm-hmm. he's definitely right there. I think those are the three. After that, Keith, there's just not a lot in this division at the guard position, mm-hmm. which surprised me a little bit. I was I was kind of going through this list, and I was thinking, okay, last year, consensus, best division in football. This is We're going to have a lot of players to choose from and all these position groups. And I went through this list, and I was like, wow, this is, a, this is kind of interesting to me to go through this. This is kind of why we did the show kind of see where we stack up and um so far yeah yeah 
So let's go to the on to, off on to the, the tackles because um, this it got a little more interesting um, w- w- at the tackle spot because maybe I, mean, I, put, I put Trent Williams at left. Yeah, tackle. he's that, the clear leader. Right in fact, he's probably yeah. the best offensive tackle in the league. I think. Yeah, at least he was a couple of years ago. Um, his reputation is still that he's shown his age a little bit. But given his advanced age, you'd expect his play to have dropped off a lot, and it hasn't. It's only dropped off a little. Um, but yeah, good, great player. Um, what about on the right side? Who do you have? Yeah, well, I mean, you could say DJ Humphreys too, just because I think that he's maybe clearly the best remaining talent at offensive tackle if you don't uh, divide between right tackle and left tackle. Um, and he's with the Cardinals. Um, and I had Rob mm-hmm. Havelstein as being the um, the other guy, but he's going to play left tackle. See, that's who I, is he going to? He is moving over. I to think the left he is. Side. I, I think not. he is. Be, yeah, they're okay. going to have him play over there a, after uh, which Wentworth retired. Yeah, see, I've got him still as a um, as a right tackle, and I did not have him move over. In fact, when I was looking. Just to make sure I didn't screw some of this stuff up, I was looking at depth charts. I'll look at on, their depth chart um, right now on ESPN and stuff, and they still had yeah, you right. as the right yeah, tackle. Okay, okay, maybe you are right, and maybe Joe Note Bloom, uh, Boom uh, plays left tackle for them. We'll see. Um, honestly, Havenstein's the better player. They might want to move him over. <laughs> yeah, and I heard that they um, might switch those guys around, but um, yeah, they've they've got a couple of good options there, but really. That see to me when you said, well, it gets a little bit more interesting here. I was like, eh, yeah, Trent Williams is clearly the best offensive lineman in the entire division. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. But after that, there's it's pretty squishy. You know, I think yeah. this conversation changes in a few years, Seahawks fans, when mm-hmm. uh, when our players develop, um, and, yeah. and it could be after this year. Uh, but but really, we're talking about you know a couple of really good two or three left tackles in the division on the right side. There's just not a lot there. Yeah. Um, I, I was wondering if you were going to put Humphreys as um, a right tackle just because you're like, well, he's the second best. And so are you going to move and him that's over? Kinda, um, that's kind of what I did in my list. I just chose the best two tackles regardless of where they line up. Yeah. I was trying to do right and left, and that's why I ended up with Havenstein. But, um, yeah, Humphreys is the, is the better player. but plays the left side how so. do you you know so that's that is the uh, debate and we could go through this list because you know we have a long way to go um as far as how we look at an all nfc west team um you know by the definition of team you do want to have allocation for different sides and different positions and nuances and so forth but as far mm-hmm. as best players are concerned at positions um that you can make the argument the other way as well so Anyway, uh, how about running back? This is kind of an interesting one as well, but I I was, again, lacking really overall talent in the division. There's some good middling players, if you will, I think, as far as league-wide is concerned, uh, but nobody really in the top five, I think, overall. Uh, but there are some nice players. I, I had Cam Akers as my 1A, and Elijah Mitchell as my 1B with honorable mention, Rashad Penny. And I, that's kind of the way it that's is. Hard. I mean, Rashad, Rashad Penny, you could Rashad say, Penny's has the most talent. 
but he's, yeah, but he's getting there on a been, five for a five for five games right. in four well, and years. Cam Akers had one game last <laughs> year he played, and and the year prior he was he was okay. But I think he's the best talent in the division, and just by default he's there. And then Elijah Mitchell just was a rookie last year and showed that he had something, but still hasn't you know proven that he's going to be there long term. So I to me, I thought the the overall in the division the talent was just lacking. See, I. I don't know if I would agree with the talent lacking. Um, I put Akers on there and I put him on there without caveat because you're like, oh, he was okay as a rookie. Well, he didn't play the first half of the year. Um, but once he got in there and became the guy, he was great. And then last year he missed a bunch of time because of in- injury, but he came back for yeah. the run in the playoffs and was really good. Um, and so he is in my mind still the class of the division and even though he's got about one season's worth of great production in two years right. he still has that and no well one else you could say by default just by by that um attribution you could say the same thing about rashad penny only rashad penny does have about a full year plus of um stats um it just and took him those four stats years are like 5.8 you know, average per carry and some explosiveness there and some touchdowns. But it He's, took him to four me, I, years. Yeah, I know, but it, there. It, you could extrapolate. But I'm just saying that Rashad Penny is in that conversation uh, because of the, uh, what I'm saying is the overall lack of quality in this division. Rashad Penny is part of that equation. It's sad, isn't it? <laughs> just, <laughs> it is. Just, uh, I mean, he shouldn't be. He doesn't belong in any all anything division unless it's the all injured division. Um, oh, come on. Now, that's pretty harsh. I think that. Why? Well, because. He's, played, I, he's had five good games. Yeah. In well, you could say the years. same thing about Cam Akers. I mean, he had some struggles. He had a hard time penetrating that starting lineup early in his rookie season. He came on, he got injured. Uh, he's had the same issues as well, just in two less years. Yeah, but he's also played significant. He's played more in two years than Penny has in four. And he had some playoff uh, stats that that kind of yeah. make him, I think, above. Yeah. He's what do you think about Elijah Mitchell? Uh, honestly, I think he is a decent back, but not special. I agree. I agree. So, I I, I don't have him on my list at all. Um, I very. Almost because this, this conversation that we're having at running back put um, Debo Samuel there. I was this close to putting the San Francisco wide receiver in at running back because he plays some running back. Um, yeah. Well, we can do wide receivers right now before we go to tight ultimately, end. But... I, ultimately, I didn't because he ended up as my third wide receiver. Yeah. Well, he's my second. <laughs> yeah. So okay. on the wide receiver list, I have Cooper Cup. It's clear. Yeah. I think Cooper Cup's the the cream of the crop across the entire NFL. And well, then, yeah. I mean, he was a he he led the league in receptions, yards, and touchdowns. That's rare to so somebody you, has all three of them. So you did three wide receivers on your list, um, and one tight end. I did two tight ends and two wide receivers. Um, so I had Debo Samuel as my second wide receiver on this list, and my, my honorable mention was Tyler Lockett. Let's see, I went with um, 
DK Metcalf as my second. Interesting. Um, wow. Samuel is my third. And then my honorable mention was Tyler Lockett. And wow. I went with Metcalf because if you look at the way defenses um, attacked Seattle and how they game planned, they game planned around Metcalf. They did not game plan around Lockett. So even though Lockett maybe had the better stats, Metcalf was clearly viewed as the bigger threat. And so therefore his Laser, stats yeah. were, I would say his stats were, de- were determined more by, or as much by the, how much the defense was worried about him. And what you mean by anything else by that is, is um, taking away explosive plays. Yeah. They put so a lot of extra, that, they rolled yeah. a lot of extra coverage to his side. I agree. I agree. Now, yeah, and the underneath stuff, they kind of let Lockett have. That's why Lockett ended up with, you know, 10, 11, 12 receptions in certain games. Um, so I had Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, honorable mention, Tyler Lockett. Uh, also on my honorable mention list is Allen Robinson uh, of the Rams, just came into the division. I know, but he's still talent wise, could be the, the, the third or fourth best wide receiver in this class. And then DK Metcalf and DeAndre Hopkins rounds it out on my list. Yeah, I didn't have a Hopkins on there. I mean, like rep by reputation, he's one of the top receivers in the in the league, and I think that's fair. Um, but he didn't play much last year, and he's suspended for a big chunk of this coming year. So I just left him off. And now here's a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. Hockey fans, the pursuit of the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings same-day parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Fair. So, All right. Let's round this thing out. You okay. T- with tight end. Well, we have, and we yeah. still have quarterback too, but right. tight end. Um, to me, fun, this I was a fun was list. One. I thought there was one that belonged, and that would be George yeah. Kittle. Correct. He's either he's, the, he's best number or the one. best tight end in the NFL, um, depending on who you ask. So, yeah. Um, and I had have, two honorable mentions. Well, I did have two listed because of the two tight end sets. I just figured there would be two on the all NFC West team just based on the amount of times they're on the field, uh, you know, across all of the teams. And no offense for the Seahawks, I had as my second best tight end in the division with honorable mention being Zach Ertz of the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. So I had Kittle. I, um, you know, Ertz was going to get consideration although Kittle was going to win out um, I didn't include Fant because he hasn't played a game in the division yet and I tried really hard not to include players that haven't uh, played in the di- 
in the division. Now, see, that's some screwy rule you just made up in your head. <laughs> because I, we didn't have that rule. Come on. Now. We didn't have that rule. Um, we didn't make up the rule. But we're, you're this, a this, pure, is a, this is a purist. This is an all-division team, yeah, this is all division never team. played a game in the division. I know, but now he is. He's in the division. He's going to play. He he needs to be included as far as stats are concerned, where, regardless of where he came. And I just think that if you look at him and you bring in that talent in the division, um, then he's he's got to count. I I I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're okay. right. Yeah, but I. Uh, it um it doesn't matter either way because Kittle's still the class of the division. That's true. Um, yeah. And I only had one tight end, so it became easy. <laughs> of course, I, All right. I'm, I'm 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 really setting this rule up so I could break it when we get to the defense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, we'll, yeah, we'll see. Um, quarterback. This one's easy. Matthew Stafford is Done. the quarterback of the division, but you know. Um, Pro Football Focus has Jimmy Garoppolo as being oh, ranked God. higher That's than just, Matthew Stafford in and its that, and that, algorithms. That right there, that right there, it's not an algorithm because it isn't a. This is why. This so is you all think it's just subjective? Grading. Yeah, it, it's yeah. This is their human grading part of it, and you you cannot have watched a single football game last year and think that Jimmy Garoppolo was a good quarterback he was mediocre and that's so, all jimmy garoppolo has ever been in any game he's ever played he's well you not just a good dashed the hopes of of seattle's um seattle fans who are hoping jimmy garoppolo is cut by the 49ers and the seahawks pick him up sure they could hope that because he's going to be significantly better than geno smith but that doesn't make him good significantly better than geno smith when you just called Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, the worst quarterback in the division, basically. Um, no, because he's better than Geno Smith, so he's not the worst quarterback in the division. Geno Smith is the worst quarterback in the division. Yeah. Well, Drew Locke. Okay, whichever one of them wins the quarterback competition will be the worst quarterback in the division. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo's on the move. And I and I and I think Seattle is a legitimate point of contact for him after he lands somewhere because we run the same offense. And Pete Carroll wants that point guard thing, and he does that really well. Like he's very efficient. He's a a good completion percentage, uh, touchdown to interception ratio kind of a thing. He's not great at any one thing or he's not great at getting the ball downfield and accuracy and so forth we, he's shown that over and over again and when the game's on the line he gets nervous and he overthrows stuff or underthrows, and he's just not great but he is he would be good i think at running the efficiency level of the offense better than our current quarterbacks on the roster that part i'll give you um he was so good in san francisco at running essentially this offense that Seattle wants to run, that they gave up three first round picks to get someone else. Quarterback took them to the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship game in two of the last three years. Yes. And he, he is thought of so highly in San Francisco that they gave up three 
first round draft picks to get someone else. He's thought of as so highly after San Francisco gave up three first round draft picks to get Trey Lance that Jimmy Garoppolo started over Trey Lance and he may start over him again if he's still on the roster. That's not them thinking highly of him. That's them uh, worried about Trey Lance's development because he had played in two years. And the team trusts Jimmy Garoppolo better to run the offense. At least his coach does. Yeah. They've also been trying to ship him since uh, the season ended. And, so. they, and they screwed that part up. I, I will mm-hmm. hand you that. All right. They, so were, thinking, they were thinking they were going to get two first-round draft picks for him, and <laughs> nobody would want no, to offer him one. Yeah, no, no, one in the, no one in the league offered them a first-round draft pick for him. Yeah, I would have shipped out a, a third, maybe, if I was a, a team that wanted to have him yeah. and his leadership and all that kind of stuff. If I was um, Carolina, I would have shipped him, shipped off a third for him. I think so. I, I honestly think so, and I would do it right now if I was them. Because mm-hmm. I like him better than Baker Mayfield. I think oh, yeah. Baker Mayfield makes too many mistakes um, for s- certain offenses, you know. Mm-hmm. I think Baker Mayfield would be a good fit for, for certain teams, but for, like, Seattle, I think Jimmy Garoppolo's, like, a notch above baker mayfield as far as a a quarterback could come in and be a placeholder i think jimmy garoppolo is still not the long-term answer you're always going to be looking for that next greatest thing just like san francisco did with trey lance seattle would be in that same boat this would be kind of a bridge if they did go for him um Mm -hmm. and i actually given the roster and this could be um a conversation that we'll have here this offseason more but given the, the roster and I think it's more talented than maybe you're giving them credit for. A lot of people are giving them credit for. If I look at position by position with Seattle, um, I think that they have an opportunity to win with a decent quarterback. And I think you look at San, the way San Francisco used Jimmy Garoppolo and so forth with their roster. I think our roster is would be competitive enough to where Jimmy Garoppolo could get us to nine or ten wins. Yeah, maybe. Um, let's have that conversation another day. Because um, that has nothing to do with an all-NFC all West team because Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't belong in an all-NFC West team. True. Yeah. So we went sideways. I agree. Seattle, even if he's <laughs> with Seattle, he's still, at best, the third-best quarterback in the league. Yeah. Right. And at worst, he's probably the fifth-best because there's some backup that's probably better than he is. Um Okay, first team defense, Keith. Uh, why don't yep. you start the conversation? Let's start up front because I think that that is um, where we run into a, an interesting conversation. Um, in that, in terms, when you start talking about all NFC West players, I've got three defensive linemen that I think really belong. And I tried to put together a four-three defense, um, mm-hmm. and I had to break the rule I was talking about earlier to, to get a fourth. So obviously, Aaron Donald, I mean, he's the class of the entire NFL, absolutely. Um, um, Nick Bosa is very fitting to be on that line as well, and Taron Armstead, uh, the Forty ers I threw him in there um, as another, you know, top flight player yeah well we can who's the fourth who's we can do this guy 
Yeah. So this list is interesting because you did it a four three. I kind of did a three four. And I'll agree with you. So Aaron Donald's on my list. Eric Armstead is on that list as well on the interior. I did more of an interior defensive line list and then a edge defensive end list so that I could make those distinctions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I put Shelby Harris as kind of an honorable mention, or if you're going to do a three, four, See, Shelby he, Harris is there. He was, but there yeah, you go the, with the player the, the, that didn't play in the division. He was the fourth. Yeah. Yep. And, he's the and fourth, then, the one that I had to put there. The only other players you could consider would be Zach Allen, Puna Ford, Al Woods, J.J. Watt. But clearly, I think the three that are mentioned for me anyway are, are at the top. And then I had defensive end, edge, separate, and therefore I had Nick Bosa in that list. Um, yeah. And then I also had Leonard Floyd uh, with the Rams, an honorable mention, Daryl Taylor from the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, I... Shelby Harris is an is a defensive end. He's a he's a, I mean he's a five tech, but he's a a five tech defensive end, and that's why I put him in there as my my other side for Bosa. Um, and Leonard Floyd's a linebacker. I mean he is a blitz linebacker that comes up and rushes the passport uh, passer a lot, but he is a linebacker. Um, and wow. so that's why I didn't even have him in there as a defensive end. So um, that's why I had a hard time. It's other than Bosa. I mean, Shelby Harris is the next best defensive end in this division. Um, Daryl Taylor, I guess, get, yeah, honorable mention. He's, I mean, there are the the pass rush win rate is there, even if the stats aren't. Um, but it's also on a partial year of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, production. It's just a and partial per, and year. It's, and it, that's definitely a projection for me. Yeah. But I went and looked at all the other players available, and um, I just figured he was the best of the lot. Yeah, there's not. I was surprised. I was expecting this to be a better group at defensive end than what I found when I went and looked over mm-hmm. um, all the rosters. It's just it's not as good as in my head I was thinking. Um, yeah, and a lot of that. I mean, the, the and we've had some talent leave this, we've this had off that, season, and that's it. We've had a bunch of talent leave. Yeah. So, okay. So linebacker, if we continue with the front seven, um, yeah, I get, so, I think there's four guys that deserve absolutely recognition. And in a, in a four, three, it became really hard who to leave out. Well, I've got Bobby Wagner and Fred Warner at the top. And yep. then I've got Jordan Brooks as my third. Yeah. Those are the same three I have. And then, um, you mentioned uh, Weaver from the Rams as an, as an edge. I have him as a linebacker. Who? Uh, or I said Weaver, Floyd. Uh, okay. Leonard Floyd. And I've got Isaiah Simmons as an honorable mention there from the Cardinals. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're in pretty, pretty good agreement there. I mean, we mentioned all the same players, uh, even mm-hmm. though we've got kind of the position groups kind of mangled a little bit at least i did um how about safeties there's a few safeties in this division um and 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 there might be a a surprise or two that that seahawk fans um might not be aware of but i have quandre Diggs. i do too my my safety safety yeah Yeah. as a free safety um and then the strong safety i have jalen thompson hmm interesting who do you have? I've got well, I've got Quandre Diggs and Buda Baker. 
as as my safeties and then i've got a, a dime in there as well with jimmy ward from the 49ers hmm. see buddha baker is he's a swiss a swiss army knife he is he's an hybrid yeah and um, so is Quandre diggs to be completely honest with you no I, well buddha baker's he's a swiss army knife in a hybrid but he's not a hybrid uh strong safety in any way um he's a free safety slash cornerback uh and and so therefore i'm like you know which do you put him at and honestly he's not the he does he's not fitting he's not not the best at either one of those to get into uh my team he's a good player uh and he's a, he's kind of a defensive weapon because you can use him in both ways um but he's not a better free safety than Diggs, and he's not a better cornerback than the guys i've got listed at cornerback who was your who was your other safety jalen thompson yeah that's a that's a good choice interesting so yeah i mean um it became when i started really looking at it like to me he's the best strong safety in the division which is sad given what seattle gave up um for jamal adams and what they pay him but the Seahawks have gotten the production out of uh, Jamal Adams that they need. And so, and a lot of that, yeah, I mean, Ken Norton's gone for a reason. And that I think will change greatly what we get out of uh, Jamal Adams this year. But based on what we've seen, you know, Jalen Thompson's the better, the better pick here in my opinion. So, um, and just so everyone's aware too, the Arizona Cardinals have Jalen Thompson listed on their depth chart as a free safety and Buda Baker as a strong safety. But nonetheless, um But they don't play that way on games. Adams is not listed on either of our lists as being even in contention for this um because he doesn't belong there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he's probably Andrew, not even in the in the top four or five conversation at this point, yeah. just based on no. play. No, and, and then it's odd that they that they have Baker listed as a strong safety because he's never played a down of strong safety. Yeah, um, they have a strong safety, Buda Baker, and then uh, Deontay Thompson is their is their backup, and then Jalen Thompson is their is their free safety on this. That's roster. so weird. See, I I, I use the um, the ESPN depth charts, and they've got. Buda Baker rightly at free safety and Jalen Thompson rightly at strong safety because that's what they play on game day. And I'm on um, our, our lads. Yeah. For the depth chart. So, okay. Cornerback. This is a fun list. Um, there's a few in the, in the um, division, but I was actually surprised again at the lack of quality after the, the top one or two. Yeah. I mean, obviously Jalen Ramsey is like Jalen Ramsey is number one, right? I mean, he's, he's in the top, if he's not the number one, he's in the top two or three in the entire NFL. Agreed. And then um, after after Jalen Ramsey, there's like three or four that you I think are interchangeable. Byron Murphy. Yeah, he's on my list, but he's an honorable mention. I've got Troy Hill from the Rams. Okay, that's my other I, guy. I'll give you that. I I have I have Murphy. I think Murphy's a better player, but um, yeah. But you're right. It's it it, it at some point it becomes. Um, you know, take your pick, right? right? 
uh, yeah, after Deont- Ramsey. Dante uh, Johnson, Shavarius Ward uh, of the 49ers, Byron Murphy of, of the Cardinals. I just, for me, By- Byron Murphy had an okay year last year. You know, it was coverage-wise, it was okay. I thought Seattle played him, you know, hard and strong. He really didn't have an effect on the game at all. Of course, those are the games that I'm paying attention to with him. Um, and I just thought he wasn't special. And, and clearly, major steps below Jalen Ramsey. And, of course, everyone is. Um, well, and, and also, you've got Ramsey moving with guys like DK Metcalf and covering mm-hmm. Metcalf no matter where he lines up. And so you've got, um, uh, you know, a guy like Troy Hill who's only covering what Ramsey isn't. You know what I mean? Like he's never getting, he's never drawing the best receivers in the in. in, Correct. But I gave him the nod just based on the Super Bowl, and and it was pretty decent uh, overall um, defense in the division. Yeah. And that's but, why I, I went away from him and went with um, Byron Murphy because, I mean, he was really the only guy um, outside of Ramsey that I thought looked like a shutdown corner at times. Yes, agreed. But he, it wasn't all the time. It was not, he is not at that same level, but he at least looked like it at times. Um, and he's the only one. So I'm like, he's got to be it, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's no Seahawks we in in the top 10 because um, we just don't have, we have no experience uh, long-term in, in the division. And, and the guys that we have, um, like Sidney Jones and so forth, are just, you know, they're just mm-hmm. not quite up to the to the level yet. We'll see what happens after this year. It'll be interesting to see if Seahawks will, will come into the conversation at least. But yeah, for right I mean, now, I was going to say you you look at um, you know Sidney Jones played better over the last like five or six games, um, and this was a guy that wasn't even on the roster during training camp, mm-hmm. right? So and it took him a while to get on the field because he was still learning the defense. And then when he got on the field, there were some struggles. But then as the season went on, he got better and better and better. Mm-hmm. Um he could very easily work his way into that not Jalen Ramsey, but who else possibly the number two guy. Um, right. He could after and, you know, but also he could drop off even further because of the players we acquired. You know, Kobe, yeah. um, Kobe Bryant, Artie Burns, Kobe Bryant, those are both guys and, that are going to push for playing time, and and the guy that you know um, that, that was there last year, Trey uh, Brown, that was that was injured, Trey Brown. Um, so there's opportunities there uh, for those guys to step forward, and yep. a guy like uh, Jones to to step back a little bit and more of a supporting role. Who knows? Um, and I did kicker and punter just for, you know what, uh, Matt Gay with the Rams as, as a kicker and Michael Dixon as the punter round I, out my list. I'll give you Michael Dixon. I'm surprised you didn't go with Robbie Gold. Um, as well, I think Matt Gay has surpassed him um, and Gold's kind of uh, diminishing. Yeah, but he's been in the league. He's done it all. He's got he's great. He's been in the league forever. Yeah, His kicking percentage and, and all that kind of stuff uh, fell below Matt Gay last year and i think that that trend continues yeah i mean he's been in the league forever he's older and there's that i i think for me when i was just looking through the list i'm like 
oh, of course it's Robbie Gold. He's one of the best. But you know what? That's also reputation. I didn't even go. I didn't even bother to go look at last year's. Yeah, stats. I went ahead and looked at the so. stats, and man, Matt Gay's, you know, he had a really great year for the Rams, actually, and had like an 80, 86 overall percent um, kick rate, uh, successful kick rate, and um, Gould was down to eighty one percent, something like that. So interesting. Um, no, Jason Myers. Uh, just based on last year. So I, I think that Jason Myers uh, career <laughs> percentage wise is, is equal to Matt Gay. But last year he, he struggled with some kicks and fell off the list. Yeah. See, he, um, he is, he seems to always hit the hard ones and then miss the extra points and the easy stuff. He is a Myers through and through. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> And, so, uh, so yeah. uh, overall impressions, Keith, on the talent level in the division, and then maybe talk a little bit about where Seattle is on this list as far as overall. Um, so I went through, quantity. and I know you and I, you and I have different um, different names, and and so it's going to be a little different. Um, I counted up who has more um, players on here. Arizona has four, Seattle with five, San Francisco six um la7 and that was without the kicker and punter that's just the, the 22 um if you include the kicker and punter um it becomes four six seven seven uh, on my list um and if i give you the uh robbie gold matt gay switch it becomes four um for arizona six for seattle six for san francisco and eight for for la and honestly, that surprises me. Actually, all of that feels about right. Yeah, really except doesn't. for I'd, I, you know, in in reality, I think I'd switch the the quantities between Arizona and Seattle at this point because Seattle really hasn't done anything uh, to kind of show that they have that many players up 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 there closer to the best in the division. And but maybe they do. Maybe they're they're going to put together a year this year. I mean that. <clears throat> I think they do have some quality. They do have some been, quality at different positions. They have been slowly um, revamping the roster, getting younger and better uh, at a lot of places. And they don't have a quarterback. So as a team, they're not, um, they're not, they're, they're the fourth best team in the division. Where do you, where do you think that they have an opportunity to improve position groups this year to surpass expectations and maybe have a few more players added to this list. Oh, uh, uh, offensive tackle. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, so I went, okay. I went back and I rewatched just for the fun of it. Um, I watched cross play against Georgia and I mean, think about all the defenders, all of the first round picks that, that Georgia has, um, on that defense and watched just cross and not the rest of his team get you know beat up on cross gave up i believe one quarterback pressure in the entire game and this is a um this is a mike leach team that is they they're on every down they right. they simply that's so Georgia what knows what, what they're doing they just can't can't get through them yeah. it couldn't get through them he dominated against the best defense we've seen since probably the 91 Huskies, um, you know, in college football. And I was shocked at how, how many well times, he played. 
How many times do they throw two players at him at the same time? Uh, quite a few. And he, I mean, he doesn't give up the pressure at that point because he blocks the right one. He blocks inside, lets the outside guy go free. Hope you know, At that point, it's up to the quarterback and the running back to, to make that call because you, you can't block two people. So you always block inside. Um, he, he was great. Just absolutely fantastic in, uh, in that game. And how did they, how did he, um, when he had the opportunities to move in space, when they moved the pocket and, or when he had to, to get out to the second level, um, if they did run a, a running play, how, how did he look? Um, his feet are fantastic. Uh, and as far as the running play, I think he made it to the second level once because they ran the ball like five times in the entire game. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy um yeah it, it i mean that's it that's mike leach for you um but uh yeah his his when he has to block in space whether it be uh, a rotating pocket or when they they pulled you know the blitz all went the other direction and he ended up blocking no one and then he backtracks and picks up someone on the weak side and you're like okay guys his size shouldn't move that well um he looks like he's going to be a phenomenal player um he's got to learn how to run block because he didn't do any of it last year but um that doesn't mean he can't it just means okay for mike leach so there you've got the uh the offensive tackle position group is something that that could be uh rearranged in the future how about uh anything else um i mean yeah i mean you mentioned uh daryl taylor and company and i think that's a spot where you could see um you know, the, the Seahawks getting um, another player on here very quickly. Uh, he looked, I mean, we know both know his, his win rate um, was really mm-hmm. high and they, he started drawing more and more double teams as the season went on um, because teams knew they had to account for him. And that's a good sign. Um, after that though, I mean, Boy, honestly, boy, Mafe might, might emerge. He, Who knows? It's a, it's a possibility. I mean, he's got, got the skills. That's for sure. Um, Jamal I, Adams could, could actually be, if he stays healthy. Yeah. yeah. He, he could get in there. Um, I think the running back, like Ken, Ken Walker, Walker, the third. Yeah. Yeah. Cause really the, the, the running back list is not great. So mm-hmm. I think that he could quickly emerge as a guy, especially if he was, uh, Rashad Penny was injured this year um if, and ken if. walker got the bulk of the carries and had over a thousand yards this year i think yeah. he would just definitely be on the list immediately um yeah. how about um cornerback keith uh i don't know not maybe not this next year if we do this in two years then i then that's a possibility um mainly just because i'm looking at i know everyone says he's 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 gonna be ready but I'll believe it when I see it with Trey Brown, just because of the injury he had. Um, he looked at the end uh, when he got hurt that he was developing into that guy um, that could, you know, could possibly be in the mix there. But um, you know, Kobe Bryant could. I expect he's more of a. I, he was drafted more because he's ready to come in and play now. Yeah, steady. Um, it's and and but not. I don't ever expect him to be great it's um you know it's uh, <coughs> uh 
The only Man, other guy that I could think of that would have a, an outside shot, maybe not next year, but in the conversation within two years, would be Tariq Woolen because yeah, there's no, was... nobody else in this um, cornerback class in the division that that is like him. Yeah, he's so unique. Like he is athletically um, just such a unicorn for the position. Um, I mean, think Patrick Peterson, but with more size. Yeah, more more length, um, and he's the type of guy that could just be that. But he's got a lot of learning to do um, before he's ready to even get on the field. So we'll see um, with him. But he has the potential to do there. Cool, fun show. A uh, couple shows coming up of interest um, for listeners. We've got the NFC West preview show. So we've gone through now all of these players at the top of the division, but really where the division is going to be won is in the in with the depth of uh, these rosters in the trenches, all that kind of stuff and quarterback play. So we're going to find out where we're at with that, at least in our estimation. And then uh, the show after that, we're going to sink into the quarterback competition for the Seattle Seahawks. We're going to really break down the quarterbacks at the top, find out where Geno Smith and Drew Locke are in the competition. And then a little bit of uh, Jacob Eason thrown in there just for fun and maybe taking a, a look maybe at Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo as, as options that the team would consider if either one of those players are cut. Um, it seems like uh, Josiah Anderson uh, came out with a little thing saying that uh, Seattle is still interested in Baker Mayfield. Um, and so I think it's something that we should probably have a conversation about but I don't think that we should, you know, it, it's not going to be an over top, over the top conversation. It's just going to be one of those. Yeah. Let's make uh, sure we cover our bases, when, you know, to talk about these things in case who, they happen. Who leaked that? And why? Yeah. And we'll have that conversation when we have that conversation. <laughs> who leaked that? Fair and enough. why? I always, always ask that question. There's always a reason. Those things don't get out there. For no reason so cool all right so uh let's get out of here find keith on twitter at myers nfl find me at mw seahawks Time show at hawks playbook on twitter seahawks playbook uh, playbook.com is the website you can find us on your favorite podcast platform and youtube hit the subscribe button thanks go hawks go hawks Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NWSeahawks. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.